as we saw here, the Bible says, the spirit of man. Say the spirit of man. I want to let you know you have a spirit within you. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. You've got to understand, I, I saw this description from God. We are tripod being. We have three parts. Just like God has three parts. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's his three parts. He don't have kidney or lungs, but he has the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And as a human, you have three parts. The body, the soul, and the spirit. Could he say amen? I'm a tripod being. We have the body, which is a part of others' houses, the soul, and the spirit. The body is that middle part. It housed or it contains the soul and the spirit. Could you say amen? I want you to get a revelation this morning. Your body contains more than your liver, your lung, your kidney, your heart. Your body also have a soul within it. And that soul that is within you is within you and is out of you also. So it's within you and it's out of you. It's within you. It resides. It's like a light, like a candle that's in you, but it emanates out of you. That's like the Bible says. The spirit of man is like the candle of the Lord. It's like a candle. When you put it, it emanates a light. Or it emanates a, 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 a beam. Or it emanates this energy without. So the soul, in, the soul that's in man is in you, but it's out of you. The spirit is in you, but it's out of you also. The smallest part of you is your body. It is limited. Could he say it is limited? My body is limited. It can only be one place at one time. And it's only it's subjected to limitations, hindrances. It is not like God. God is omniscient. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. God can be in everywhere at the same time. Could he say amen? The Bible says, what is man that you, are, that, that, that you are mindful of him? But also the Bible says that God, he is, he, he is in all places at the same time, doing many things at the same time. God is in your yesterday, he's in your today, and he's in your tomorrow. Could he say amen? The Bible says, the heavens of the heavens cannot contain him. But you choose to dwell in man. <laughs> it means you can fly 1,000 years into the galaxy and you will still find God to the end of the galaxy. You can travel 1 million miles an hour flying through the galaxy in the fastest space shuttle and you can never come to the end of God. Because even though God is in you, he emanates to the end of the galaxies. Woo! So not even the heavens of heavens, the galaxies, cannot contain him. It's the same way with you. When you go home, your spirit, your spirit fills your house. That's why if you and your husband have strived, from the time you hit the door and somebody enters that door, you will feel the spirit of strife or anger or wrath. That's why children are affected by the environment of a home because the mother and father's spirit fills that house. So your spirit is not only in you, it outside of you. It emanates, it fills the room. That's why before somebody could come close to you, you could feel your spirit coming. 
That's why the madman of gathering, before Jesus could come on a boat, he began to cry and say, why have you come to torment me? Because Jesus was on the boat, but his spirit as a man was already in the land, tormenting that man. That's why the anointing in the first three rows, you, I could be preaching here, but my spirit and God's spirit in my spirit is all the way down to the fifth row. And all the people there being touched by the spirit of God in my spirit. Are you hearing me today? That's why when you're talking to a person, don't judge them by their body. Judge them by their spirit. You will feel their spirit before you feel them. Are you with me today? That's why your spirit and your soul, they work together. Are you hearing me today? So the body is a part of you that is the most limited. It is the smallest part of your being. It is the most limited part of your being. It is a part of your is a part of the being of the three parts that is subject to limitations. Your body is the weakest part of you. Your body is the most natural part of you. Could you say amen? Your body has a soul. Could you say a soul? The soul comprised of the emotions. The will, could he say the will? The soul has the emotions, it has the will, it has the intellect. Are you hearing me today? Your body has a soul, but the soul has the will, the intellect, the intelligence, the feelings, the emotions. Are you hearing me? All of these, the memory, all of that is in the soul. And because of all these different parts of your soul, that's why you have things like your fear and your intellect, your intelligence, your will, your desire, your talents, your memory. Unforgiveness is in the soul. Appetites for good or bad is in the soul. Unbelief is in the soul. Doubt is in the soul. Emotions is in the soul. Fear is in the soul. And the body has different desires also. The body has desires like hunger, the natural body. Hunger and thirst and warmth and to feel cool. It needs relationship. It needs a bath. It needs to brush its teeth. It needs sex. Come on, somebody say amen. The body has needs. The soul also has needs and has characteristics. Are you hearing me today? But then when we get to the spirit, the spirit also has characteristics, but it also has desire. In the spirit is where you have faith. It's where you have hunger for God. Could you say amen? It's where you have joy. It's where you have peace. It's where you have forgiveness. It's where you have belief. Are you hearing me today? When you get born again, God's, the, the part of you that is born again is that big part, the biggest part of you. You are not just a man. Your man, your body is the most limited, smallest part of you. And eventually, it will die. Your body, once it is born, begins to die. It is most limited. It is the part of you that has limits. When it comes to earth, it is given to you to interact with humans and to interact with nature and to interact with the natural. Are you hearing me today? Your soul is given to you to interact with the mental and to feed the spiritual. And then your spirit is given to you to interact with God and to change the destiny of your body. So you are not a body, you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. <laughs> Tell somebody, I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. 
The Bible says when God created Adam, he had a body, but he didn't have a soul and he didn't have a spirit. But God breathed to his nostril and immediately his lungs, his liver, his kidneys was already in there. But when God breathed to him, his soul and his spirit was activated. God also put into man a vacuum that he says this vacuum is given to you to create hunger for you, hunger for me to fill this vacuum and the more of me you have in this vacuum is the better your soul will work and then your soul will fuel your body and your body will work at the maximum potential. That's why when God breathed into Adam, he could have named all the animals. He could have done anything God told him. There was no limits to his body because every day his spirit was being fueled by God. And before, before God could fuel your spirit, he fuels your soul, your emotions, your intellect, your will, your intelligence, the place where you articulate. He speaks to your soul and then your soul dissects it and gets understanding and revelation of what God is saying and it sends it to the spirit and it sends it to the body. That's why you come to church, you feel joy and you feel peace. You don't want to cuss your husband in church because your spirit is being charged and your soul is feeding. You are hearing through your natural air, your body, but it's going into your soul, your emotions. It is going into your intelligence. It's going to your mind, your will. It is affecting your will. It is saying, I'm not going to sin anymore. And the information you are getting is being dissected, taken apart in your soul area. Come on! And then it sends it to the spirit. And the spirit begins to leap and say, I need more. Because the spirit is where the vacuum of God is. That is sucking more of God. Are you with me today? Are you with me today? That's why we come to church. That's why people can steal from church and not miss church. Why? Because the vacuum has stopped working. It's the same way with your heart. Your heart is given to you to support your body. And your heart is one of the most important organs or muscle in your body. And your heart, when your heart dies, your body dies. Even though your brain, your brain could shut down, but your heart will somehow keep working. Are you hearing me today? But when your heart stops, everything stops. Your brain stops receiving uh, any type of electrical signals. Your, your, your blood starts flowing through your kidneys, your heart, your lungs. Everything stops. Everything stops. And that's why the heart is what fuels the body. Without a heart, you will not be able to survive. That's why when you get a heart attack, you can have a great thought in your mind. And when that heart begins to weaken, when that heart weakens, your body begins to die. When you get congested heart failure, your body begins to die. And the weaker the heart becomes is the less the heart can fuel the body. Well, your, listen to me. Your spirit has a vacuum that fuels the soul and fuels the body. Without God in your spirit, your body begins to die. And your soul begins to die. So the soul feeds the heart or feeds the, the spirit. And the spirit in turn comes back and feeds the soul and feeds the body. That's why the Bible says, a wounded spirit, who could be here? Are you with me today? So when we come to church, we are coming to fuel our spirit. Can somebody say amen? That's why you need to understand that your soul, you understand that your soul is comprised of your emotions, your appetite. Your intelligence, your memory. Most people live in memory and contemplation and not in faith. And all of that is of the soul level. 
memory, contemplation. Listen to me. And they're not living in faith, which is the realm of the spirit. Should I do or shouldn't do? Why this and why that? I think so. I don't know why. Asking all these wise, wise, wise. Contemplation, that's of the soul. The body contains your spirit. The spirit is the biggest part of you. It is a part of us that allows us to be able to know somebody before they even speak. I can watch somebody walking and see their spirit because their spirit and their soul is out of their body. And I pick up their spirit, but when I get close, I pick up their soul. They look so holy, but when I get close to them, they have a bad attitude. Because the spirit will touch you before their body. That's why people look spiritual. But when you put them on a team, you get close, you realize that in your soul, they are angry and they are unforgiving. And, and their spirit looks so good, but when you get closer, you realize in their soul, they got a lot of issue. That's why you don't marry based on sight. You got to get close enough to feel the spirit. And then get close enough to know what's in that body. Are you with me today? Are you hearing me today? It is part of us that experience. The experience at first, our spirit affects our soul. And our soul affects our spirit. Because the way you think affects your faith. You think in your soul, but what you, you analyze in your soul. When you analyze the word of God in your soul or in your mind or in your, in your thinker, as you analyze it and you articulate the word and as you receive the word, the faith, your spirit is like a vacuum. It is ready to suck the revelation out of your soul. So the same way the heart gets weak, your vacuum gets weak. Because the less of God you give to your spirit, that vacuum for God gets weak. That's why when Adam sinned against God, he began to hide from God. Why? Every day he was meeting with God, but once sin entered into Adam, the vacuum began to get weak for God. Now we begin to run from God. So the more you feed your spirit is the stronger the vacuum. That's why people who are in church want to be in church. People who pray want to pray. People who fast want to fast. People who read the word want to read the word. And people who don't, don't want to read it. You don't understand. As you feed the vacuum, the vacuum pressure gets stronger. The hunger gets stronger as you feed it with God. Could somebody say amen? And that's why there are many times you're going to speak to your soul. Because your soul is not sending any messages to the spirit. So you're going to say, bless the Lord on my soul. Your body walks through the door and your body feels depressed because your body has need. It needs hunger. It's thirsty. It's cold. It needs to be warm. It needs a bath and it needs intimacy. And your body is under pressure and your body is there. Your soul now that is being motivated by the devil is saying, why should I serve God? Nobody knows what I'm going through. Everybody looks so holy and you look so ungodly. Your body is sending you all these, your soul is sending you all these negative messages. Because your soul is the part of you that Satan works through. He walks through your appetite. He walks through your desire. He walks through your, you know, your, your intelligence. He walks through your intellect. That's what the Bible says. As your mind is renewed or your soul is renewed, you increase. As a man think, so is he. Your spirit can only give birth to what your soul gives to your spirit. And that's why God don't live just in your soul. Every day your soul has to be renewed. The Bible says work out. Work, say work out. So every day I'm taking what's in my soul 
and I'm pushing it to my spirit. I'm working it out. I'm working it out to the next level. Could you say amen? If people understand how they function, they will be in church more. They will be in prayer meeting. Because without your spirit being charged, you are not running on full potential. It is the same way if your heart is running halfway, it is not at full capacity. Your heart is not pumping enough blood and oxygen to your organs. You will begin to feel weak and tired. You will feel anemic because you are not getting a full supply. And the reason why some of us are weak and tired and because some of us, we are not feeding our spirit. Are you with me today? So when you read the word of God, it goes to your soul. It goes to your intellect. It goes to your emotions. It goes to your intelligence. As you articulate it, your spirit is there ready to draw the revelation. So faith could be built. So hope could be built. Could joy could be built. Are you hearing me today? So if you don't read the word of God, joy is not of the soul. Joy is of the spirit. Happiness is of the soul. Joy is, I don't care what's happening, I'm happy up here. That's why Paul and Silas being in prison, they could still sing praises because it's not based on exterior things. It's based on things that are within. What I'm thinking about, God is going to deliver me. Tell somebody God is going to deliver me. Say God is delivering me. Because God is in my today, my yesterday, and in my tomorrow. God is already in my deliverance. Are you with me today? Why it is when you come in contact with any of my leaders, you will see somebody says, I came to your church and your people are just like you. They are loving and kind. I say, because every day they sit under my spirit. And my spirit, you're coming here angry and grouchy with a junkyard dog. You sit here long enough, you get involved, and my spirit, you'll become nice just like me. You'll be so sweet, man. You'll be dressed just like me too. <laughs> Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me today? That's why you got to be careful who you marry, because the first thing you come in contact with is their spirit. And then you come in contact with your soul. And then you come in contact with your body. That's why when you spend time with somebody, you leave somehow with your spirit. Come on. That's why when you come to church, the spirit of God is here and my spirit. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. You got to understand that your soul, your soul feeds your spirit and it feeds your body. Whatever you put in your soul will begin to determine where your body goes. But your spirit is called the inner man. See the inner man. So there's an outer man that people call Cassius, but there's an inner man in, who is my spirit that is also called Cassius. Are you hearing me today? But the one that's going to live forever is not the outer Cassius, is that big one around, the inner man, the inner man that has faith, hunger for God, belief, joy, peace, and many other things. Come on. So in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, that I would grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened. It says strengthened. With might by his spirit. How do you strengthen the inner man? With the spirit of God. This God lives in your spirit, but he feeds on his word. The more of God's word and prayer. The Bible says in the book of Jude, building 
up yourself in the most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeping yourself in the love of God. When you're praying the Holy Ghost, you are feeding your spirit, man. You are empowering your spirit. Your heart is getting weak. And the doctor begins to give you that shot, adrenaline shot. And that adrenaline shot shocks your heart. And your heart begins to work twice as better as it was. But you know, the heart has a problem. So it's going to begin to slow down again until you get the next adrenaline shot. But if you have a constant flow of adrenaline to that heart, and the doctor gives you one of those little pills you put under your tongue, it keeps it working in a constant beat per minute. It's the same with your vacuum that's in your spirit. It is a constant flow of God, His Word. His presence, his house, his anointing, his grace. Are you hearing me today? And without it, it begins to die. Some people come to church on Sunday. See this one on adrenaline shot. Boom! And I say, oh, but top of the world. But as you walk outside and you reach home and life hits you, it begins to die and come slower. And it's starts to go slow. You start to lose hunger. You start to lose the desire. You start to get weak. You start to get faith. Your faith starts to lose. But you need another adrenaline shot. Don't just look for the adrenaline shot. You want to be able to keep it consistent. Are you hearing me today? And that's why, that's why you got to speak to your soul. You got to speak to your body. Come on. Are you hearing me today? That's why you said, bless the Lord on my soul. That's why I told somebody, that's the importance of confession. Confession is speaking to your soul and your body. The devil said, I'm going to die. I am not going to die. Soul, don't even feed my body that lie. The doctor says to you, you know what? It don't look good. You right away, you talk. You, you, you use the mouth of your body and talk to your soul. And talk to your spirit. And say, listen to me. We are not going to die, but we're going to live and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes, it looks like we're going to lose our job, but I declare that a better job is coming. Why? Because you're telling your soul, don't accept that lie and send no crazy message to my body and to my spirit. I don't want that message within me. So I seek to you, soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Let's give God thanks in all things. For this is the will of God concerning us. It's going to work together for my good. And as your soul begins to receive it, it sends a message to your spirit and faith is built and faith sends a message to your body and then joy begins to come it, the faith sends back that message to your soul and touch your emotion and the emotions get happy and your will begin to get stronger so you gotta talk to your inner man could he say my inner man he needs to be strengthened with might. There are times I feel I'm, I'm losing faith. Like God says to me this morning, Cassius, tell the people they need to do something big for God before they die. They're trying to do things big for themselves, big for their children. They're trying to push their children and push themselves to do things on the earth that is going to die with them. But they're going to do things big for God. Like I want to win 1,000 souls for the kingdom. I want to win 100 people for Jesus. I want to pay off the building of the church. Do something big. Big. I want to start a church. I want to start a Bible study. I want to give to the missions of the heart. I want to do something big. God gets involved with that. Most of us, we are selfish. Everything is for us. Everything we do is for us. 
We will not leave our, our home unless we benefit. But we are receiving the gospel from people who have laid down their life so that we can have it today. Some people were killed for what we are receiving today. The revelation that we are teaching today, some people paid a price for it. And we took it, take it lightly. What about our tomorrow? What are we laying our lives down so that tomorrow could have? What are you doing big that will be a memorial at you on the earth? What type of history would it be of you? Would it be said of you if your history book is to be read 400 years or even 50 years after you die? What would be in it? He came, he did, and he left. Nothing. The Bible says, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your soul. Are you hearing me today? And in your spirit. When the Bible talks about your heart, it's a combination of your soul and your spirit together. Christ has to dwell in your spirit by faith, but he dwells in your soul by knowledge. You need knowledge for your soul, but you need faith for your spirit. And that you be rooted and grounded in his love. Come on, can somebody say amen? So you need to understand the part of us the part of us that people know before they know you is normally not your body. It is your soul that is outside of you and within you and your spirit. Are you hearing me today? But your spirit could be contaminated by the world. It could be contaminated by the devil's influence. Even though God placed Adam Listen to me. And deposited into him a vacuum for God. Sin contaminated Adam's inside. Satan tempted Eve. And because of sin, Adam's vacuum lost power. And it began to hide from God. And there was no more hunger for God. Every day, Adam had a hunger to go and meet God in the cool of the day. But, but when sin entered, the hunger left. Why are these people not hungry for church? Why are they not hungry for the word? Some way, your soul is giving your spirit the wrong message. There is no feeding of God in your spirit. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me today? When sin decreases, the suction increases. The hunger increases. And sin doesn't mean something wrong. Sin can be selfishness. I'm just not giving God what he deserves. I'm just not feeding my spirit. Selfishness is sin. Come on. All of that is in a realm of the flesh, of the soul. The more God's will in his presence is exposed to your spirit, the hunger in your spirit increases. That's why you'll find somebody hunger, hungry for God. That's why you will come to church and hear the word of God and get so hungry. I'm coming back to church Tuesday. My God, that was a word. That, wah, 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 wah. that was such a word. You want to pull up your weave and throw it up. You're so hungry for God. But as you begin to leave, you begin to, you begin to lose ground because you have to maintain that. That's why I say get the CDs. Get it. Get it. Listen to it. Keep on feeding your spirit so that hunger will not die. The less you pray, the less you will want to pray. That's why I listen to messages. I pray. I listen to my own messages sometimes five times for the week. And sometimes people come to church and say, somehow about the church, the church is like it's dying. It's not the church is dying. Your hunger is dying. You are dying. We're not the church. The same message. But the hunger, God was still in the cool of the day in the same spot. But Adam was somewhere else. 
It was nothing about in that area where God was. It's where Adam was. It was not a geographic location. It was an inward location. He was far from God. I will declare over your life this morning that you will not be called far from God. That your hunger in your heart will increase. That you will have a hunger for God that no devil in hell will be able to put it out. I declare you will begin to burn for the fire, the fire of God. That anyone that comes in close proximity will be delivered, will be healed, will be set free by your shadow, the Bible said. The apostles, their spirit was in them out of them and before they could reach the people their spirit already touched them that's why somebody could look at you and you could feel dirty and somebody could look at you and you could get healed are you with me today let's look at Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 I'm closing up soon are you all understanding what I'm saying most of us live just as apply the need of our body we take a shower, we brush our teeth, we have sex, we, have, we eat, we drink, we clothe, have a place to live, we have a wife or a husband, and we never worry about our spirit. We got two, three jobs, I need happiness, I need to feel good, I need the best coat, the best shoe, all for the body. And then I need to feel my intellect, I need to look at a good movie, I need to eat some good food. My taste buds is craving chicken, jerk chicken, stewed chicken, barbecue chicken. Are you hearing me today? Philip and Young. I need something good to eat. Collard greens. What about your spirit tomorrow? 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 I'll feed that tomorrow. I go to church Sunday all week. Listen to me. When Adam's spirit was fueled with by God, all of his emotions his, in his soul and in his body was functioning at his peak. You will never function at your peak without God filling you up. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12. For the word of God. Say the word of God. The word of God is quick. Say it's quick. It, you know what that means? When you read the word of God, when your, listen, when your physical body look into the Bible, which is the gate to your soul, and, the, and then your soul has a gate to your spirit. When your physical eye look at the word, or your ear hears the word, or your mouth speaks the word, the word of God is quick. It jump on the pages into your soul. And the quickness of a revelation will shoot it up to your spirit. All of a sudden you're walking here in unbelief and doubt. You don't know what you're going to do. You're going to go to court tomorrow and you're not sure what's going to happen. You know when you got to do this. You're not sure. You're not sure. You're not sure. But the word of God was so quick. It jumped all the page into my eyes, into my ears, into my soul. I understood what it was said. It shot up into my spirit like an adrenaline shot and faith was there. Shut up to the next level. Are you hearing me today? 
But if you come to church and you're distracted, you're worried about what you're going to go home and do, you're not even receiving what's being said, you're not, the vacuum is running at so low, you can't even feel a little, you can't feel nothing sucking and that vacuum is just about to die. And then you come and you listen to the word of God and you're not talking to your soul like David did. You're going to talk to the soul and say, listen soul, you better bless the Lord. I know something happened when we come into church, but you better change that spirit within your soul. If you got to receive from God because I don't know what's happening this week. So you better bless the Lord, my soul. You better receive from God, my soul. I know what pastor is saying. You're not happy about it. My emotions are getting all out of way. I know I'm getting angry and butter because what you're saying, but I need it for my spirit. I'm worried. I'm concerned. I'm double-minded and I'm unstable. And I need the one to charge my spirit. When the spirit is charged, then he begins to fuel the body and fuel the soul. And my emotions is back on check. My will is back on check. My intellect is back on check. My intelligence is back on check. Now I have wisdom. Now I have understanding. I know what to do. I know what to do. I know what to do. The Bible says the word is quick and it's powerful. It's powerful. Woo! When your spirit is charged, for Satan to get to your body, he has to come through your spirit, then through your soul to get to your body. So for Satan to attack you and to afflict your body, Satan couldn't even touch Job. His spirit was too charged. The Bible says, you know, Satan says, you have built a hedge above him. You know what the hedge was? His spirit, God being in his spirit was the hedge. He was too charged. It's kind of like trying to jump over the White House walls. You're going to be shot. He's trying to jump over a man's fence that is electrified. Satan was afraid to break the hedge to enter because God was so much in Job's spirit and Job's spirit was so great. He was one of the richest men of these. His spirit was so great that Satan couldn't stretch to touch him because his spirit which was in him and around him maybe like 50 feet. It is said of certain men of God that when they were traveling on a train and they reached to a town, their spirit was so big, people on the train will be repenting and people all over the town will give their life to Jesus without the man getting over the train. What's the name of that man again? C.L. Moody is the man's name. He will be in the train and his spirit and God in his spirit will convict people all over the train without him speaking. And then any tongue, the train will stop. The whole city will repent without him getting off. To show you how big your spirit is, and the more of God you put in your spirit, is the bigger it becomes. Are you with me? So I'm saying to you today, how big is your spirit? What have you been feeding your spirit with? Doubt? Unbelief? Fear? The spirit don't feed on that. So when you tell your spirit it's not going to happen, he don't receive that. Are you hearing me today? Unbelief is in your soul. 
That's what the devil telling your soul. That's where the devil fuels your soul. He fuels your soul. He fuels your soul, your emotions, your intellect, your will, your intelligence, the lower level of your operation. Yes, I need my soul to interact with people on the earth, but to interact with God, he bypasses my soul. He communicates with my spirit, and then my spirit speaks back to my soul. So the Bible says, so the word of God is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces even the divided asunder of the soul and spirit. The word of God, when it's released, it feeds both the soul and the spirit different things from the same word. It has the ability to separate and feed the soul and the spirit. <laughs> Are you with me today? That's why with all the word, you will stay emotional. You will stay double-minded. And then you will never become spiritual. You have to become spiritual. Wisdom is where the, in, in the spirit. Wisdom is in the spirit. It is not in the flesh. It's in the spirit. It is not in the soul. Wisdom is hearing the voice of God. And the Bible says, and it is a discerner of the intents of the soul. Are you hearing me today? You got to understand today, Satan wants to fill your soul, which is that big part, that piece between here. He wants to fill it with his spirit. Are you hearing me today? Let's look at Luke chapter 11 verses 24. Satan wants to fill your body and your soul with his spirit. He knows if I could take over your soul and your body, I will be able to affect your spirit. The Bible says when the unclean spirit, say unclean spirit, is going all over man, he walks through dry places, dry places. Why, why it is, you want to, listen, if you're a decent person and you start to hang, the Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners. If you are a good, nice person, you start hanging with the wrong people, their spirit will affect you. Because in every relationship, one has to submit and the other one has to dominate. For a relationship to work, there has to be compromise. And in some part in a relationship, you will have to be the compromising one. You might be leading today, but tomorrow somebody will be leading you. And you've got to be careful who you hang with because if you, if you have your spirit being interacting with another spirit, after a while their spirit will get into your spirit. Why it is that the madman of Gazarene was hanging around the tombs? Because what was in the tombs draw and connects with his spirit. If you're a gossiper, somehow another gossiper will try to draw you to them. Can I have your number? No. No, we don't talk the same language. You like to talk about people and talk about church and talk about stuff. I don't do that. My number is 9999999. Try it. Are you with me today? Listen, you gotta you gotta protect your spirit. You gotta protect your spirit. What about if you go marry or you go in business with somebody with the wrong spirit? They, their spirit will contaminate you. You won't even know when you're changing. Are you hearing me today? You don't even know when you change. Come on. That's why when you go to work, you need to go prayed up. That your spirit will take over the whole office. They're cussing all around your ego. And you're like, Every now and then, what you say? Oh, they're singing. 
Chandarabakuya. What's that? That's a B. A B. Charge this whole spirit with my spirit and God's spirit. Somebody cuss over there. Every time they cuss, you pray in tongues. Somebody say this. You can cuss, I can pray in tongues. The more you cuss, the more I'm going to pray. The boss come. How come, you know, the people say that you are disturbing them, you are enforcing your religion and everybody in your office, well, they're enforcing their religion and me too. They're cussing, so I'm cussing too. I'm really cussing, you know, I'm cussing the devil. I'm actually cussing the devil. Every time I tell you, call about Shanda, I'm telling the devil, you Are you hearing me today? So when the unclean spirit is gone of a man, he walked through dry places. See, dry places. He's looking for a dry place or uninhabited place or a place that is not saturated with the, without, a place that is not saturated with the anointing oil. He's not looking for a saturated place where God is. He's looking for a dry place, a place where there's worry and care and fear and doubt and unbelief and worry and complaining and murmuring. That's a dry place because God is not there. Are you hearing me today? The Bible says, and, and he seeks rest. He seeks rest. So when you are complaining and murmuring in your soul, you are, you are actually preparing a place for Satan. You are attracting devils. The Bible says, and, and, and he says to himself, the Bible says, he seeks rest and he finds none. He said, I will return to my house. Say, my house. He calls your soul his house. Why should he call his soul? Because Adam gave him access to his soul. Eve gave him access to their soul. So because Adam and Eve give them access to their soul, he believed everybody's soul belongs to him. That's why if you used to practice Santeria and witchcraft and, white, and all this other crazy stuff, the devil will never forget who you are. He believes you belong to him. All of you serving Christ, he is waiting for a weekday that he can come back and take over. That's why you have to stay full of God. So stay full of God. When he returns, you've got to be full and saturated with the anointing. I'm closing, so don't leave. Then he goeth and taketh up seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and he enters in and dwells there. And the large stage of that person is worse. Says worse. Says worse. Hey, hey, I go to the next verse of scripture. You understand what that says, right? First Thessalonians five nineteen. And give me five minutes, and I'm done. Come back Tuesday. We're gonna finish. First Thessalonians five nineteen. The Bible says, "Quench not the spirit." Say, "Quench not the spirit." You know, this is what I found out. It, you could only feed hungry people for a long time. You ever go out, you ever take someone to the, a buffet, spend like $40 at an expensive buffet, and you thought they could eat, and they take up two grapes and a piece of chicken, and they say, ha, I'm so full. Ha, 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 ha. You're, like, <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, give me back my body. That's all you gonna eat? Yeah, I get full really quick. Yeah, like a bird. You don't take those people to the buffet. Take them to some McDonald's somewhere. You want a burger, eat half of this, or throw with the rest, only five dollars. <laughs> you take them to some expensive restaurant. Oh, they're like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Give me this. 
it comes, wow, all that food. And then when they eat a little piece, do you want a doggy back? No. You're like, no. <laughs> no. You better take it home. <laughs> you better feed the neighbor, feed the dog, feed somebody. This is not staying here. I paid too much money for this food for you to say no. <laughs> you know how to work for this money. It's the same way when you prepare the word of God. And you come here, man, I prepare $500 meal and they eat two scripture. I'm full. He's not going to finish. Man, this man can talk. I'm like, are you serious? I've been cooking this thing since four o'clock this morning. Not on the crock pot. This has been on the high burner in the stove. You better eat it. <laughs> Pastor, it's, it's 1210. We have no time checker here. The Bible said quench not the spirit. Stop quenching me. Eat. <laughs> Some of the people are. Is he angry? Is he angry? I'm not. I'm just feeding you. Like when Mary cook home and she cook and I'm full, I gotta take something, man. <laughs> I gotta cost it. She's like, yes, hello. I'm full of her. I'm still eating. Why? Because she get upset. I spent hours cooking and you didn't eat anything. I'm oh, sorry, I'm gonna eat something. Wow, that food was so good, girl. I'm so why? Because you have to give value. To what a person is present. If you don't show value to what God is feeding you, then you will not feed you again. I'm closing right here. I'm closing. Somebody's closing. But don't quench your spirit. The Bible says, quench not the spirit, neither despise prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast the which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray to God that your whole spirit is your spirit. Say your whole spirit soul and body three parts he wants your spirit soul and body preserved because if your body is weak it affects your soul if your soul is weak it affects your body if your body is weak it affects your soul and your spirit if your spirit is weak it affects everybody so when i feed my soul and my spirit my body benefits I have no self-control. You know what? I can't say no to the chicken. I can't say no to the barbecue. I can't say no to the collard greens and all that other stuff. If my soul has no power over his will. Are you hearing me today? I need self-control. How do I get self-control? I need to empower my spirit. My spirit sends a message to my emotions. and says, stop eating for happiness and to just pacify your pain. Are you hear me today? Are you hear me today? Amen. Hear what it says. Faithful is he who calls you who also shall what? Say do it. I'm closing here. I'm closing right here. I'm closing right here. And when you're finished for today, we continue next week. I have a, this is like five weeks of teaching I have. I did. You got to understand. He that walks in the spirit. Oh, he that pays attention to his spirit. Are you hearing me today? 
He that, the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the soul and of the body. So he that walks in the spirit, infuses his spirit, energizes his spirit, infuses his spirit with God. It gives him life. Say life. Life. You get life when you infuse your spirit. Amen? It gives life to your ministry. Life to your vision. Life to your ideas. Life to your career. Life to your dream. If you don't have God fueling your spirit, you will try to get life in a carnal way. You will try to meet your needs on carnal levels. Life to your dreams, life to your family, life to your everything containing life. Everything containing life increases, rejuvenates, and multiplies. Listen, anything that has life, it causes you to increase, rejuvenate, and multiply. That's why when you put the life of God in you, your anointing increases, your favor increases, your grace increases, your resources increases, your power increases. Could he say amen? Could he say amen? And anything that is of the flesh or of the soul, it begins to create debt. Debt to your finance. Debt to your relationship. Debt to your business. Listen to me. Some people believe just tithing blesses the business. It's not just tithing, but having a spirit that is full of God. You could be tithing and your mind far from God. God is knowing your spirit. Your spirit alone, the vacuum is about to cut off. But you tie it in as an act of because you got so much or you, because you don't want the curse to come. But you don't have the ability to be able to pull things in because your spirit is what gives you faith. So even though you're tied in, you don't have faith to pull in the results of your tithes. So when you don't feed your spirit, the flesh will take over and the soul will take over. People, that's how you become schizophrenic and double-minded and you become all the... Because the soul is doing more speaking than the spirit. That's how people get divorced and run away and commit suicide. Because their soul, their soul is just talking, talking, talking negativity. And it's producing debt to the relationship, debt to your business, debt to your vision, debt to your family, debt to, debt to your relationship with God, debt to your life. And listen, and you've got to understand, i got to protect my spirit. So i got to protect my spirit. So i got to protect my spirit. Because there are different kinds of spirits. And I'm going to close right here. The Bible says, a peaceful and gentle spirit is of the Lord, is of a great price. A peaceful, spirit, a peaceful spirit, a gentle spirit. Some people don't have it. They're fighters, man. They're like a junkyard dog. It's like they want to kiss you. Hey, Pastor, how you? They don't want to be tender and nice. They're just loud. Always barking. Are you with me? A quiet spirit. Then it has an excellent spirit. The Bible speaks about. I think it was Daniel or one of them. Had an excellent spirit. Then some people have a quarrelsome spirit. They could quarrel with God. They will find something to quarrel with God with. You say, prove me now. I prove you now. You never do it. I don't know why you tell me. Prove you now. I told you to remove it. You say, faith is now. You never do what you say. 
And God said, take it easy, sister. Back up, back up, back up. Don't go up in my face like this. I'm a patient God. Are you hearing me today? Then some people got a perverted spirit. Ask your sister. I know it's not you you're talking about, right? Then some people got a rebellious spirit. Are you hearing me today? How does the spirit become this? Through the soul. Things you've been exposed to or information you receive. Things you've been meditating on. It gives birth to it and affects your spirit. So before I could come to you, I don't feel you undressing me and looking at me and say, look at my face, you're looking at everything else. Are you with me? Don't look so spiritual. I know you guys in flesh. I know you look like me talking about me. Who say I'm perverted. A stiff-necked spirit. You're stubborn, like stubborn, like a mule. You, a mule looks at you and says, my God, she's stubborn. He's stubborn, but... They're stubborn, stiff neck. You can't get them to do anything because their will is so strong. And if they do it, they're doing it reluctantly. Then you have a good spirit. Say, that's me, God. Then you have a tender spirit. You know, you have a good spirit, feeding it with God. You will take on his personality. Then you have a tender spirit. Then you have an obedient spirit. Then you have a childlike spirit. But then you have an unclean spirit. <laughs> it's when the unclean spirit comes out of a man. So some spirit, people's spirit is unclean. Then you have a devilish spirit. Then you have a Jezebel spirit. Oh, Jesus. Must be in charge of everything. Gift to control. Then you have an independent spirit. They don't be involved in anything. Are you with me today? Then you have a disloyal spirit. What kind of spirit do you have? What is feeding your soul? And what is in your soul that's feeding your spirit and is affecting your body? Because what type of spirit you have, your body will obey your spirit. Because your spirit fuels your emotions, which is in your soul, and fuels your, your, your will and your, your, even your actions, and it affects your body. So even right now, you're... Your soul will say, you should leave right now. Leave right now. Leave, leave. You know, like, leave, leave. But God is saying, you should stay. Stay. This is good for you. This will help you. This will make you grow. You need to come back on Tuesday and hear the rest. You need to not stay home Tuesday. And the flesh says, you need to be tired. You need to be tired. You work such long hours. You should rest. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be all this holy, holy, holy. I like just being who I am. Are you with me? But then your spirit say, I want more. I want more. I like what he said. I like what he said. Shut up, spirit. We ain't coming back Tuesday. <laughs> Let's come on Friday. Friday, pray too long. I didn't want to shaka baka and hunger thing. I'm staying home. You know, I don't want to be all this religious stuff. I don't want to be so religious. That's your soul talking. It's afraid of God. It likes the devil. It likes the devil. Your soul likes the devil. The Bible says it cannot be subjected to God. And it cannot know the will of God. You have to teach it. You have to break selfishness from your soul. You have to break the spirit of laziness from your soul. You have to bind up the spirit of unwillingness from your soul. 
You have to speak to your soul. Instead of saying, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Say, stop being so selfish, oh my soul. Stop being so self-centered, oh my soul. Stop being so greedy, oh my soul. Stop being so lazy, oh my soul. Stop being so angry, oh my soul. Stop being so unforgiving, oh my soul. You have to talk to your soul. And you make confessions, talk it to your soul. Because when you kill all those things in your soul, then your spirit can begin to be fed.